Hey, hey, everybody, welcome to episode number 20 of Cincinnati Fan Talk. As always, you can go ahead and hit us up on the socials. That's that Twitter. That's Cincy underscore Fan Talk. Welcome to another episode. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the NFL draft because um, in the middle of watching the NFL draft, I think I figured out what was bothering me about the whole NFL thing in general. So let me go ahead and preface this about the first few episodes of the podcast, um, if you didn't catch them. Um, I know I got a solid few core listeners that's been watching, well, that's been listening to the last few episodes, and they've been like, yo, LP, like, why you been so down about the NFL, you know, you haven't really been like, I mean, you've been really wanting the NFL to come back, you know, you've been, you know, really ready for it, but you've been kind of down on it. Um, I've been kind of struggling with that. I've been like, I don't really know, you know, I'm I'm ready for football, but I really couldn't put my finger on why I'm not as hyped up as I usually am about about the NFL. Usually, you know, even when the Bengals are bad, I'm usually ready for football season. But it's it was just something eating at me, and I couldn't figure it out. So I'm watching the draft. Um, by the way, um, kudos to the NFL. Um, I really wasn't thinking that they should have had an NFL draft. I'm thinking it's a little bit too soon, but... They pulled off a great three days, um, excellent three days of the draft. Um, very few glitches, um, funny, memeable moments, <laughs> which is always clutch when you're having like virtual things like, like the NFL draft was, you know, heartwarming stories. Um, other things that we'll get into in a second, I really wasn't feeling um, indicative of what the NFL is, but. Overall, um, a real clutch. I, I, I give it an, I, I give it a solid B plus. You know, I mean, it, for what they had to do, it was it was solid. But in the middle of the draft, I kind of figured out what was eating away at me about the NFL. And. What's next? <laughs> that's that's what was eating away at me about the NFL. Because it's like, you know, you had the free agency. And that was, that was cool. That was a nice distraction. And then you have the draft. Nice distraction. And then you're going to have the schedule coming out. Which is real life BS. It's real life bullshit. Because... You know who's playing who already. We know all 16 games for the Bengals. You know all 16 games for the Ravens, for the Steelers, for the Browns. You know all that shit. Like, you already know who's playing who. You just don't know what time. So, it's really much to do about nothing. Real talk. But, the NFL found a way 
to get your eyeballs on that too. You got to applaud them for that. So another distraction. So what's really eating away at me about the NFL is once all the distractions are gone, what you really have is at some point they got to play. But the NFL is really acting like they have control over the situation, but they don't. And that's the thing. Like, will there be a season? The NFL is acting like, oh, you know, we got this under control, but they don't. And what I really don't appreciate about the NFL is that they're playing me like I'm dumb. And if you think about it, if you really think about it, if you take the blinders off, you know, put the rational hat on, they're playing you like you're dumb. That's what they're really doing here. They're playing you like you're just going to fall for the distractions and you're just going to eat all of this up. And I just really don't appreciate that because there's been nothing but distractions, 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 distractions. But there's been no plan. Major League Baseball, for all of the knucklehead plans they've been throwing out, oh, let's play in Arizona, oh, let's play in Florida, Oh, let's split them up. 10, 10, 10. At least they're showing us that they have some regard for we're not going to hit you with distractions. And if we are going to hit you with distractions, we're going to make sure that there's some type of plan coming forth with our distractions. Basketball, they went on a totally different tangent. And what they decided was, we're not going to say anything until we have a plan. That's basically where they went. They said, look, there's no need for us to say anything about anything until we get a plan. So, you haven't heard much of anything from Adam Silver. Adam Silver basically said, look, we're not going to say much of anything at all. Until we have a concrete plan. Even when they were talking about, you know, let's go ahead and work out on some facilities and whatnot. They shot that down because that plan wasn't concrete. Meanwhile, the NFL is simply hitting us with distraction after distraction after distraction. Now, personally, I think it's genius because we want the distractions. There's nothing for us to watch but old games, Ellen's game of games, and that's pretty much it. So, unless we're watching um, The Last Dance, <laughs> we're going to eat up these, these distractions. Give us the NFL draft. Give us the schedule. But at some point, you're going to have to give us a plan. We're going to have to know what are you doing. What are your contingencies? If you can't play in September, what's the backup plan? And now the NFL is kind of leaking out plans through back channels. They're saying, okay, so we may end up having to push everything back through October. But this is not coming from the NFL. The NFL is saying we plan to put our games on as scheduled. 
That's bullshit. <laughs> what they're leading us to believe is they control everything and try to sell that to somebody who doesn't have a job right now because of the virus. Try to sell that to a kid that's out of school right now because of the virus. Try to sell that to a college basketball player. Try to sell that to a college football player. Try to sell that to anybody. Here's the thing. The NFL needs to understand this. They do not control the timeline here. And we're hearing this a lot because it's the truth. The only thing that controls the timeline is the virus. So what we need to be doing is we need to be listening to the scientists. We need to be listening to people that understand the virus. So the main thing here is we need to listen to people that understand how everything works. And right now, I really don't think that's happening. I can't say it's kind of scary because the NFL also needs to understand that it's tough without the NFL, but slowly but surely, everybody's making do. And I think the NFL kind of lives in this mind state that we're just going to kind of melt and self-destruct without sports. And, you know, it's really, really tough without sports. But at some point, you end up being okay. I just feel like the NFL is kind of taking us for fools. It, it just really feels like that. You know, these distractions, they're cool. You know, there's really nothing to do. So the distractions are okay. But what we would really appreciate from the NFL is, and I understand there can be no concrete plan. There's no way you can say, okay, here's what we're doing. We're definitely going to do this. That's impossible. Give us a thought. <laughs> um, we understand that, you know, things are, th things may change. Here is what we're thinking right now. This plan may change. And if this plan changes, we will let everyone know as soon as possible. I feel like this does a great service to fans. What you don't want to do to fans is go like, we're going to put these games out as scheduled. That makes no sense because everybody knows that these games are not going to go as scheduled. It's it's impossible. We're not even going to have school go off as scheduled. And if school does go as scheduled, it's going to look completely different. So I just feel like the NFL, they need to get real with themselves and with everybody. Get real with the fans. Get real with the advertisers. And just get real with themselves. And let's, let's go ahead and let's just get some information out there. Because right now, there's no information coming out. And the information coming out, and this is key, is not coming out from them. So NFL, let's get some information out there so we can, you know, plan for some type of season. So we're going to go ahead and do a quick commercial, and we'll be right back. This is Cincinnati Fan Talk. Talk to you in a second. Oh, you know, man. Oh, you know, man.
Yo, 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 welcome back to Cincy Fan Talk. As always, catch us on that Twitter, that's C-I-N-C-Y underscore Fan Talk. That's Cincy underscore Fan Talk. Um, one thing I left out of my whole um, critique of the NFL and why I was kind of bummed out on the whole draft thing is why in the world was the kicker um, in the fifth round pick for the Patriots? Why didn't he get, like, grilled? you know, with all of the questions about his tattoo when you had, like, all of the weird graphics for a lot of the other people that got picked. I mean, you had people with weird graphics, like somebody, like, stole from their girlfriend's purse, like, twice. And then you had, like, somebody else, like, our draft pick. His mother was on drugs. Like, that was splashed all through the graphics for those guys. But you got somebody with three percenters tattoo all on his arms. and You hear nothing about it. I mean, people had to do deep dives to find out about stuff like that. I mean, it's, I mean, the hypocrisy of all of it. Like, I mean, it just, it just kind of tell you what the NFL is all about. I mean. Is, I mean, it's that it's that stuff that we talk about all the time. But like, you bring it up, and it's well, you know, you got black people making all types of money in the NFL. How can you say that? But like, when you really look at it, you look at where are they making the money at in the NFL. They're making the money in the same type of positions. But the higher up you go in the NFL, the less people of color you see in those positions. I mean, it's. It's the same critique. I'ma definitely hop into it. This you'll you'll hear about it soon enough, trust me. But we'll we'll get into that soon. So we'll we'll save it for another time. We 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 got we got plenty of time, so so what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump into the Bengals draft, you know, their choices and how they stacked up with the rest of their division. We're not going to go league-wide with it because the way I see it, the Bengals are competing with three teams. The easiest way to get into the playoffs is to win the division. Because if you're trying to make it as a wild card, then you're competing against all of the other teams in your division, plus the teams in the South, in the East, in the West, and the AFC. You don't really want to do that. You want to try to win your division. In order to do that, you got to beat the Ravens, you got to beat the Browns, and you got to beat the Steelers. That's the name of the game. So, that's what we're going to talk about. I'm not about to give out grades. I'm not about to say the Bengals got an A and the Ravens got a B plus and all that shit because, I mean, real talk, we don't know what team did the best. Like, these these guys never played in the NFL. Ever. So, we're not going to know who did the best until they actually play. So, all we can do is go by what they did in the past and go by who filled their spots the best 
and who got the best bang for their buck. So that's really all I'm going by. So <clears throat> those are the two columns we're filling in. So if we're going by who filled in what they needed to fill in based on last year, the Bengals won that, hands down. I mean, just go by the other three teams. You look at the Steelers. I mean, they really didn't do what they needed to do. I mean, you look at the wide receivers they got. I mean, they got one. And honestly, I don't think Clay, Chase Claypool is going to give them what they need. I don't, I don't really think he's going to be fast enough to fit the bill. Me, personally. That's just me. The, the Browns, for me, personally, I still think the Browns have the most talent in the division. Still. I mean... And that's um, the Bengals, my squad, flat out. But if you're looking at who has the most talent right now, I say that the Ravens have the best quarterback and the Browns have the most talent. I mean, you can't lose with their wide receivers, their tight end, and the running backs that they have. I mean, all together, you're looking at the team that – they have the best team in the division. I mean, they should be winning more games. And they helped out their offensive line, looking at it like that. But overall, that's really the only need they feel. The Ravens, they looked like they went based on talent. I don't really think they took care of all of their needs. The Bengals basically went down the line and knocked out all of the needs. They used free agency to take care of their defensive needs for the most part. Pretty much everything except linebacker. And then they used the draft and they took care of the linebackers. And then they used the rest of the draft and they took care of the offensive talent, which was a real smart move. So in terms of filling out needs, the Bengals won that. But if we're talking about talent, the Ravens won that. For them to take the running back that they got in J.K. Dobbins, that was, I was looking at the draft and I was hoping that J.K. would go, wouldn't go in our division. And I was definitely hoping that he wouldn't go to the Ravens. I don't know where he's going to play with them having Justice Hill and Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram and now J.K. Dobbins. That's... That's a lot of firepower. And with the new um, wide receiver they got, I mean, that's going to be a lot of talent. I mean, my only knock on Lamar Jackson, I mean, and they say some wild shit about Lamar Jackson. I mean, I was saying some wild stuff about Lamar Jackson. I mean, I I wasn't a believer at first. I mean, I I was kind of being a hater. And real talk, I was hating because I didn't want him to be the best in the division. I mean, real talk, I knew he was a great quarterback. I just didn't want to see him win because I didn't want to see him beat the tar out of the Bengals. But if we really talking, he had the tools to do the job. I think his one flaw, his one flaw is that he needs to hit his wide receivers more. Like, he needs to get the ball 
outside of the numbers more often. I think he's kind of beaming in on those tight ends a little bit too much. And I think the league is going to see that. And it's a copycat league. You let one team, like like in the playoffs, how, you know, how he kind of got beat, people are going to see that. And they're going to kind of, like, key in on that. So he's really going to need to watch out because it's a copycat league. But if we're talking in terms of talent, you know, best player available, basically that's what the Ravens did. So it's going to be key to see how the Ravens work in, you know, Devin DuVernay and work in J.K. Dobbins. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that works. I really don't think the Steelers had a good draft. I know a lot of people won't agree with that. I don't I don't really think the Steelers had a good draft. But usually what happens is the Steelers pick people that a lot of folks like myself will think, who is that? <laughs> who is so-and-so? And they turn out to be absolute beast on the football field. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Because, like I said in the very beginning of this, we don't know what these players are going to turn out to be. I mean, we just don't. Um, The college game doesn't necessarily turn out to be success in the pro game. I mean, you have people that played at James Madison. They'll turn out to be beasts in the pros. I mean, Jerry Rice went to Mississippi Valley State. I mean, Hall of Fame. I mean, Joe Flacco. Oh, well, where you go? Delaware. Super Bowl champ. And then you'll have, you know, somebody like A.J. McCarron. I mean, he went to Alabama. And he's kind of bounced around the league now. So, I mean, it really depends on how you play and how you catch on in the system where you go. So, it'll be very interesting to see what happens with all of the players once they translate to their program. So, we'll definitely see how it goes. Um, We'll go ahead and hit another commercial, and we'll be right back. Cincinnati Fan Talk. Catch you in a quick second. Yo, yo, welcome back to Cincy Fan Talk. As always, hit us on the socials at Twitter, Cincy underscore Fan Talk. That's C-I-N-C-Y underscore Fan Talk. Um, me and the wife, we've been playing, like, weird television games. So, like, um, we'll be watching, like, television or whatever. Um, weird quarantine stuff. Um, trying to figure out what's on television, so... We trying to figure out what's on BET. And before we even turn there, we'll just try to guess, like, what's on BET. Um, we're usually right if we guess Martin or the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air or some Tyler Perry movie. Like, we're always right if we make one of these guesses. Um, I think this is, like, the 40th year of BET. Um, honestly, to me... It's it's upsetting how it's evolved to, like, pretty much what it was like 
20, 25 years ago. I feel like it's kind of sort of the same thing. I, I really do. Like, I feel like BET was like at its apex when I was like a teenager, like 94, 95, 96, when they were showing shows like Teen Summit and stuff like that, when it was more like a part of the community, like on a weekly basis where you would see stuff like that, where they was, you know, really talking about community type stuff, like really active, more like just letting you know, like, what it was to be a part of the African-American community. And nowadays it's like not even videos anymore because it was like a real long stretch where it was just like booty shaking videos and like risque videos. And that was not even that. It's just like Tyler Perry joints followed by sitcoms. And then the Sunday block is just gospel shows followed by Tyler Perry joints. I mean, you got this coronavirus that's like real life killing black folks like at a at an alarming rate and you would think that more would be talked about on networks like BET, but all I really seen was like a two or three hour show. And that was pretty much it. And I mean, it's, I mean, I wouldn't even really call it a letdown. I mean, it's, it's more like expected. Like I've seen so much on so many other like networks and it's, I mean, it's, it's just kind of crazy where you've been like, you know, like year 40 of BET. And, I mean, I just really haven't seen any progress. Like, I mean, I've seen DJ Khaled, like, <laughs> telling me to like, you know, stay at home while he's standing in front of his pool. I mean, like, BET, I got to do better, man. Like, I mean, I just remember like being a kid and like, it was it was a little bit better than this. Like, I mean, it, it, it gotta, it gotta be better than this. I mean, you put me like in some parts of BT and it's this for free. Like, I mean, I know I got like what four or five listeners, <laughs> but this for free. So here we go. I would like make it regional. Cause right now, like, it's like BET Soul and BET Jams and like all that shit where it's just basically all music. And we got the one thing where it's like BET Her and that's for women and that's cool. But really they just show movies. Like it's just like all movies and it might be like a little bit of like music. But it's basically all movies and music. Basically what I would do is I will break it down. I will take all of those, like, I will take all of those networks and I will break it down and I will make it all regional. It would like BET South, BET East, BET West. I will make it all regional. And I will make it so, like, at some point, they would, like, all show the same thing. It would be, like, BET News at 11, something like that. Or, like, you know, BET News at 5. And then sometimes they would show like regional things, like stuff for your region. 
So that way you can kind of like, you know, take out all of this like sitcom stuff. I mean, I know it's cheap. I mean, I know that's why like you can do that, like, because it's cheap, you know, you don't have to pay a lot for it. But at some point, you got to be like, what are we doing this for? Like, are we doing this to be cheap? Because I know y'all making a gang of cash. Like, so are we doing this to be cheap? Or are we doing this, like, you know, to help our people out? So, like, we got to we gotta work some stuff out. Because, like, it's year 40. Like, we've made a gang of cash off of people like us. Like, we, we, we've made enough money. Or, or have we? <laughs> I mean, because I know you want this to make a buck. So, like, at some point, are we helping? Or are we just trying to profit off of us? So, I mean, that would be what I would do. I mean, you know, you can kind of regionalize it. And you can kind of make it like a real live network thing. I mean, that's just me. Because right now, all I see is like all of these channels. And they all basically selling the same thing. I mean... It's all music. I mean, I know it's BET, Black Entertainment Television. But, I mean, speaking as a black man, I mean, I would like some news to go along with my entertainment. I mean, because right now, I mean, I find myself watching BET. 3% of the time. Most of the time, it's kind of... It's... Not a big part of the program, to be quite honest, because it's not much there anymore. I mean, it's just not. And as you can see, this is definitely quarantine talk because when you're sitting in, you know, in the house for so long, these thoughts just kind of pop in your brain. So other than that, it's a whole lot of, you know, laughing at our leaders, you know not wearing masks and not being safe, which is utterly ridiculous to me, me personally. I mean, how do you tell people, you know, you recommend them to wear a mask and then you don't wear a mask? That's, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, me as a teacher, if I tell my kids, I'm like, hey, um, this is the way you do the question. It's the way I recommend you do the question. So, hey, Mr. Parker, is this how you do the question? No, I don't do the question like this. Why would they do the question like that? I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, having a teacher's mindset, I mean, you just kind of look at things like that. If I tell the kids to do something, if I say, hey, no running in the house, and then they see me running down the house, they're not listening to what I'm saying. They're watching what I'm doing. As a teacher, I'm always thinking like that. So if I tell them not to run down the house, I'm walking as I'm telling them that because kids, they listen to what we say, but they're always watching what we do. So I'm never cursing in front of the kids ever, because if I'm cursing in front of the kids, the first thing they're going to do is go like, oh, hey, hey, Mr. Parker, cousin. So I get to cuss, too. I mean, it's common knowledge. So if you're watching Mike Pence and he's not wearing a mask, he can tell you. That you have to wear a mask all day. But if he's not wearing a mask. And you listen to Mike Pence. What are you going to do? You're not going to wear a mask. So I mean it's. It's just common. I mean it's just stuff that you would think about. As a leader and go like. Hey if I want people to do what I'm saying. 
I need to model that thinking. Hey, it makes sense to you and me. It should make sense to everybody. So, hey. On that note, we're going to go ahead out. We're going to wrap up episode 20. Um, It's been a fun 20 episodes. Definitely plan on getting 20 more in. So, going to catch up with you guys next Tuesday for episode 21. This is LP, and we're going to go ahead and head on out. This has been Cincy Fan Talk. LP, out the door. See you next week. Peace.